This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. It is 7.05 in the morning, 22nd February 2019. I'm Ku Zhuang, joined by Shabit Abdullah. And this is the time of the day when we look at the, a quick snapshot of the markets. Uh, American stocks ended lower after weak data, with the Dow falling nearly half a percentage point. The S&P down nearly about the same, 0.4%. And then Nasdaq, which also dropped by 0.4%. In Malaysia, back home, the KLCI closed 4.5% higher, or 0.3%, uh, after some bargain hunting and some scientific to progress in the China-US trade talks uh, emerged. Yeah, so elsewhere in Asia, stocks were mixed following the earlier slip. In the morning, as traders uh, digest a release from the Federal Reserve, Singapore uh, closed zero. Singapore SDX they closed zero point zero one percent lower. The Shanghai Composite Index slipped zero point three four percent, while the Shenzhen Component declined zero point two five six percent. Hong Kong rose about zero point three percent, and uh, Lenovo, in particular, surged more than twelve percent after announcing profit for the quarter at two hundred and thirty three million. Smackers. Samsung rose only 0.1% after unveiling their new Galaxy smartphones, which is not the most suspicious, I guess, uh, but maybe some lethargy in the smartphone market. And some signs of a deal to end the trade war. Uh, some talks on structural issues like forced technology transfer, intellectual property rights, services, currency and agriculture coming to play. Yeah, these sources, uh, they've also noted that China is proposing that it could buy an additional 30 billion US dollars a year uh, of US agricultural products. And that includes soybean, corn, wheat as part uh, of a possible trade deal. Uh, a major port in northern China also reported uh, banning coal imports from Australia in a sign that Beijing may be flexing its economic uh, muscles and uh, you know, warning nations not to bar its next generation wireless technology. Okay, well, from the Americas, we go to now uh, Brexit, which is the other geopolitical issue gripping uh, tensions worldwide. Now, we've got about a month to go uh, before the uh, Brexit talks come to a head. We've got on the phone with us Simon Baptiste. He's the chief economist at the Economist Intelligence Unit, and he's going to be discussing some issues with us. Simon, welcome to BFM. Uh, try and help us make sense of the situation. We've got some uh, MPs uh, migrating to independent parties. How are you going to read into that? situation? I mean, basically, one month out from when Brexit is scheduled to happen, it's still quite uncertain exactly what trajectory uh, the UK is going to take. There's a number of options that are still very much feasible and very much on the table. And so there's uh, a lot of uncertainty and still um, everything to play for as far as the, uh, as, as the Brexit outcome goes. This week, we have seen um, a bunch of MPs quit both the Conservative and the Labour Party to sort of sit as sort of a loosely formed new party or a group of independents. I'm not sure that's going to be a big step change for UK politics. The UK electoral system makes it quite difficult for new parties to um, create a strong position for themselves and to get established and to get elected. Um, and a lot of the MPs who have defected were already well-known um, as being... Uh, uh, not in line with their respective parties and, and being uh, people who did rebel on certain issues anyway. So in that sense, it hasn't been a, a shock that these people have uh, have uh, not fallen in line with their party leadership. I think it'll be hard for them to get enough to make a big difference. 
Yeah, Simon, let's rewind a little bit and just recap the headlines. Um, seven Labour MPs, then three Conservative MPs joined to form this independent group. I think it's the first time in nearly 40 years that we've had defections from both sides of the mainstay parties. Um, the issue really is um, disunity where Brexit is concerned. Uh, try and break it down for us. What is Theresa May trying to cobble together with, with her deal? And with, will her deal come to fruition? And Brexit has really uh, split UK society quite deeply and there's a lot of disagreement about what what should happen and uh, the same is true amongst politicians as well. It is worth remembering that party discipline in the UK is fairly weak compared to in other places so it's quite common in the UK for backbench MPs not to not to vote with their party and on any controversial vote you usually expect a, a bunch of MPs uh, to to vote against their their leader, even in in other similar um, uh, parliamentary democracies like say Australia or even the US, uh, you would tend not to have that happening. Um, so Theresa May's deal that, uh, that that she's trying to push through, um, by and large, it keeps the UK quite closely tied in um, to to the EU, but uh, tries to uh, tries to gain back the, the freedom of the UK to have a more independent immigration policy in particular. Um, and, and that's at the expense of a, of a more free trade policy. Um, and uh, the UK is essentially in a choice between um, having to compromise its economy on trade, um, but, uh, but meet the objectives of its people in terms of wanting to reduce immigration from the rest of the EU. Yeah, Simon, last issue for me, and it really centres on what it means for us in ASEAN, um, especially, I mean, even spe- especially Malaysia, being a former colony uh, within the, the, you know, the great, uh, within Great Britain. Um, what does it mean for us? How, how, do, we, how do investors trade or, or, or position ourselves um, for, for a post-Brexit situation, March 29th being the deadline? I mean, in the short term, I think the, the financial play is really around the currency. So um, if, you, if you think that a, uh, a hard Brexit or a, with, with no deal is, um, is more likely, um, then now's a good time to, uh, to be selling the pound. On the other hand, if you think that uh, at the end of the day, uh, Theresa May is going to be successful in getting enough MPs from her party and the opposition together to support her deal, um, then uh, now is probably a good time to be buying the pound and to be buying into, into UK assets. All right, Simon, thanks ever so much for your time. That was Simon Baptiste, the Chief Economist from the Economist Intelligence Unit. We're going to be coming back in a few seconds with some local news and Lim Guaning. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.